This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. So you guys taking Wastelands on tour in October. How are you feeling about getting back on the road? Yeah, feeling great. I mean, it's, it's always good to go. And I mean, it takes so long to write these songs and record them. You feel like well, we actually literally were hauled up in a studio for like a year and a half making this record. And to, um, you kind of don't know whether how it's going to work live and stuff like that, but, and how people are going to relate to the songs and if they're going to, you know, actually, um, translate. But there's one way to find out and that's to get on the road and play to the people who did the band. And it's the easiest way to get just direct feedback from, from people about what they're thinking of the songs. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Is it different bringing your first independent project to them? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, just making music, whether it's with a record label or independently, uh, I'm not sure what the huge, if there's a huge difference. But the difference would, would be in the creative process with making an independent record because you're not, um, you, you're not, uh, I guess, beheld to a to any record company or any one like that sort of standing over your shoulders going, we need this kind of record or these are our expectations, these, this is how much it should, should sell, blah, blah, blah. All that sort of goes out the window and, and it frees, frees you up to, to make whatever kind of record you want to make. And I think that shows in the record that we've made because it's, it's really rather different to anything we've done before. On that note, there are rumours that it's a little bit more electronic sounding to some of your previous works. Is that what fans are going to be expecting on this, more of a dance kind of thing, or is that really just a rumour? Oh, a bit of a rumour, I'd say. I mean, there's, there's um, definitely... You can dance to this record. Um, I don't think it, that means that it's electronic, because we still played everything live. You know, it, if, even if you plug in a keyboard instead of a guitar, you, we're, we're playing it. It's not like we programmed anything or it's machines making the music. It's, it's us. But there's definitely more of a groove element to the record and it's definitely easier to move to. And the shows that we've played so far, when we've dropped new songs, we've noticed that especially the girls in the audience are dancing a hell of a lot more. <laughs> They're happy to, happy to move into this one, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the so fir- It's working. Love it. The first single that you have actually shared with us, Got What You Need. Tell us the story of this one. Well, that's a song um, that, you know, I kind of wrote for my wife. Um, she was going through a bit of a tough time at work, feeling the pressure of the world come down on her and, and just going through one of those periods you go through when you're just a bit stressed out about life. And... Um, this is my song to her, I guess, to sort of say whatever's going on outside of home, when you come home at the end of the day, we've got each other and that's kind of all we need and it's all good. Is that sort of your attitude to life in general, I guess, the importance of home in amongst this musical journey that you guys are on as a band? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I've been married for a couple of years and, and um, you know, no matter what stresses are going on in the studio or on the road or for my wife out at work or whatever, it's, it's a, you always feel like coming home to, to your loved ones or family or whatever. It feels like a bit of a sanctuary. So that's, that's kind of what that song's about, yeah. Chatting with Joel Quartermain from Eskimo Joe on Hope. Your, your new album, Wasteland's obviously about to get in the hands of a lot of listeners. It is the first independent project. How different was it for you writing on this album as opposed to some of your previous works? 
Um, yeah, I mean, as far as songwriting goes, we approach it in, in a similar way. Um, we we put the so- actual songs together in a similar way, but then when it came to recording it, that was the point of difference right there. We got in this producer called Burke Reed, who was a part of a Australian band from the mid to late 90s called Girling, who were quite an out there independent sort of act and did a lot of genre mashing um and we wanted to make a record that didn't sound anything like us but we didn't know what that was yet so we knew we had to get in a producer otherwise we'd spend a year and a half arguing in the studio with each other. <laughs> um so this guy became like the referee and he gave us uh, a lot of encouragement to, to really push the boat out and do something different and as a result it was a really creative, fun sort of record to make and I, I've shown a couple of friends some tracks on the album and, and their overriding thing was it was like it sounds like you guys are having fun <laughs> on this record mm. which we probably haven't sounded like we've had, had been having fun for quite a few years on, on record it's all been a bit serious so that was the idea for this just have fun Interesting that it comes from, I'm sure not completely, but at least a little bit that would come from Burke's involvement. It's funny to think that initially I heard he wasn't actually interested in working with you guys. He said he wasn't into your band. Yeah, I mean, that that was one of the reasons why we were so keen to get him. Um, there's, he's made some records that we really like and um, and he's coming from a very different angle from us and when we or our manager first approached him and he was like, oh, look, I'm a, I have to be honest and say I'm not really a fan of the band's past work and I don't, I make it a rule not to work with bands that I'm, or music that I'm not into. Um, and we kind of said, well, hang on a second, this, what we're trying to do is quite different. Mm. Um, that's why we've approached someone like you and check out these couple of songs that we've written so far. And he listened to those couple of songs and, and came back and went, oh, I see. Yeah, this is this is a whole different kettle of fish. <laughs> Maybe I can get on board with this, and um, I think it was a you know actual recording of the album. It was really challenging. Like he was pulling his hair out at times, and we were pulling our hair out at times. And that's what goes along with being in a studio with a band. You know, six days a week, twelve hours a day. It's pretty intense. Mm. Um, but we got there in the end. It's a happy end to the story, and uh, I think he learnt as much as we did. You know, so. It was, it was a great experience. And now you can mark him down as an Eskimo Joe fan, hopefully. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, he's, he's, you know, written several emails to us saying, because he lives in, in uh, Canada, um, saying how proud he is of the album and how proud he is of, you know, what we did. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's all very heartwarming. So looking forward to catching up with him again and hopefully he's back in Australia soon and he can see us play these this record live because that was one of the things we were laughing about in the studio with, with Burke. He was like, how the hell are you guys going to play this live? <laughs> and we were kind of like, we don't know. That'll we're be gonna, the next challenge. We have to go away and figure that out. And that's what we've been doing for the last couple of months. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.